Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tossed Popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, I'm walking here. My name's Liana Holston. And I'm Sienna Maria. Oh my god, Jankle. Welcome to Tossed Popcorn. <laughs> the podcast where two idiots watch every film in the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time. The very slightly less racist 10th Anniversary Edition. This podcast, ironically, is a safe space for people who don't know anything about movies. Today, we're watching <laughs> The Godfather Part 2. He taught me, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Number 32 on the AFI list. Warning, there will be spoilers about this gonna give us one star reviews <laughs> old film. Oh, here we go again, baby. Gosh, this feels like a, a landmark moment. I know. You know, sort of a, somehow full circle, somehow a halfway. Back for round two. Back for round part two. For those of you who don't know, our pilot episode on iHeartRadio was, of course, The Godfather. And mm-hmm. Oh, some people had some things to say. Um, content warning for this episode. We'll be talking about a lot of violence. Abortion comes up. Abortion. Domestic violence, possibly. I mean, it's a all-around no good, very bad time. <laughs> oh, a lot of racism. Yeah. Uh, I want to. I want everyone to be aware that for the past like one hour, <laughs> that Sienna and I have been setting up. <laughs> she's been making these quiet little sounds to herself <laughs> that are just like, oh god. <gasps> oh. <laughs> and then she would keep saying, "I have to save it for the mic." <laughs> 
And I am a eagerly awaiting. Oh. <laughs> okay. Here is Sienna's prediction. Oh my god, it's long. For the Godfather Part 2. Hi, Liana. It's Sienna. Hi. I'm about to watch The Godfather Part 2, okay. and it's also morning for me. <gasps> Not because I have work, but because... I can't sleep. And I do blame Martin Scorsese for that. I forgot. Mm. Screw you, Scorsese. <laughs> I met Coppola, but I still blame him. Um, oh, I am wearing my retainers. <laughs> I know that this film is going to be about Al Pacino being the godfather yeah. this time. Maybe Kay, Diane Keaton, mm-hmm. the girl character, has mm-hmm. a bigger part. Mm. And there are like flashbacks. Mm. As for what the actual plot's going to be or what's going to make it so special, I don't know. Maybe this one's like the government <gasps> maybe there's like politicians yeah and instead of having uh, violent scenes in a restaurant or a baptism maybe this one will have a shootout at like a, a zoo <laughs> fingers crossed for all that i love you and goodbye oh my god <laughs> it's like your last will and testament <laughs> i would like to say i mean i think i did appropriately reflect this film mm. by having a prediction where I kept looking at it and going, there's still so much left. (laughs) (laughs) I have a fact for you. I'd love to hear it. Francis Ford Coppola wanted Martin Scorsese to direct this movie. Really? Mm -hmm. So you weren't, you know, that far off. Yes. Yes. I could sense it. Yeah. yeah, I could feel that. Mm -hmm. Okay, Sienna. Thank you for that. I loved hearing your morning prediction. Here (laughs) is my morning prediction. Good morning, Sienna. It's Liana. I'm about to watch The Godfather Part 2. I don't know anything about this movie. Is this the one? I've seen a screenshot where Al Pacino's hands are around somebody else's neck, and he's like, you broke my heart. Hey! Uh, You broke my heart! I don't remember who died in the first one, so I don't know who's going to show up in the second one. Except, obviously, Diane Keaton will not have eyebrows again, presumably, unless maybe she does now, and that's, like, to show that time has passed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't want to watch this movie. Love you. Bye. (sighs) (laughs) Unfortunately, I think her eyebrows, I think you're right, they were a bit, they were thicker. I don't know. Her hair was so much worse that I couldn't really focus on the eyebrow. (laughs) What was it like for you watching a film in the morning? Well, again, this was after I really could not sleep. So was it more still the nighttime for you? Yeah. Or had you entered like a liminal space? <laughs> yes, it was <laughs> a liminal space, which actually was kind of nice for it. That's what a th- movie theater is supposed to be, right? That's true. Yeah. So okay. by staying up for strange hours, I kind of did that for myself. Mm. And uh, did you get to nap afterward? Yes. Mm. I, in fact, napped in between at some point. Me as well. No way. <laughs> Sienna, would you... I can't believe you have to do this. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> so much happened, but also nothing. Okay. For our beloved listeners, would you summarize The Godfather Part 2? Yes. The Godfather Part 2. I'm ready. I'm going to close my eyes and just let this wash over me. Okay. <clears throat> this is the second installment of The Godfather series. Mm. It takes place both after <laughs> and before the previous movie. <laughs> this is both a sequel and a prequel. Yeah. Coppola manages to achieve this 
through the use of expert scene transition technology and hours of his viewers' time. (laughs) In a way, it's two movies. (laughs) Michael, played again by Al Pacino, struggles to determine who in his posse can be trusted after a botched assassination attempt sends him running for Cuba. Oh my god, I forgot about that. No, I know. <laughs> because I was trying to think, I was like, what? Why? Why was he making any of the choices he made? In I this never movie? knew. I think. Wow. And we'll get to it. I think the writing was not that good. <laughs> but he allies with a sickly mobster mm-hmm. named Roth mm-hmm. and also another guy who likes Italy a lot, whose name was with a P, is like in it. Okay, that is most of the characters in the movie. <laughs> Simultaneously, we experience Robert De Niro as Vito Corleone. Oh my god, that's right. (laughs) I was like, yeah, great, let's move on. (laughs) Nope. On his journey to becoming the original Godfather, this film has politics, Mm -hmm. deceit, fatherhood, tourism, join two Godfathers at different times as they eat, pray, love their ways across Sicilia, Cuba, New York in the past, and Nevada. Sienna, that was really well done. Thank you. Thank you. It was really, uh, I really had to go back in my mind to figure out what it was that made him do anything in this movie. Sienna. Liana. Would you like to hear me talk for a long time? I would, please. (laughs) Take it away. Here we go. Here we go, Sheila. Okay. This is... Some historical context surrounding The Godfather Part 2 from 1974. So a brief recap. The Sicilian Mafia is different, separate entity from the American Mafia. The Sicilian Mafia started when in the 19th century Sicilian residents formed groups to protect themselves from oft-hostile foreign occupiers. In the 1920s, Mussolini launched a crackdown on organized crime in Italy. And then in the 1950s in Sicily, the mafia rose when mob-backed construction companies dominated the post-war building boom. Oh, interesting. Thank you. I thought so as well. The American mafia came to power during 1920s prohibition and then peaked in the 40s and 50s. By the 1950s, the mafia slash Cosa Nostra was the preeminent organized crime network in the United States. They had government officials, police, politicians in their pocket via bribes and intimidation, and their main methods of money-making were bootlegging, gambling, and prostitution. 1950s Cuba. Yeah, baby. Right before the 1950s, which is when this movie is set for Al Pacino's portion of it. Mm. In the year 1946, this actually happened. There was something called the Havana Conference, where U.S. mob bosses gathered at the Hotel Nacional in Havana. Mm -hmm. And they decided to start funneling dirty money into Cuba to build casinos and hotels. So a lot of that that we see in the movie was actually true. Like Mm -hmm. That actually happened. Um, and they were led by Lucky Luciano, who I think we talked about in our yes, we did OG episode. Then, so that was 1946. From 1953 to 1958, the Cuban Revolution was going on, which was 
spearheaded or at least partially led by what was called the 26th of July movement, because the rebellion had begun on the 26th of July, 1953. That movement eventually became the Communist Party in 1965. And this revolution is what switched Cuba from a military dictatorship to communism. Fidel Castro led the revolution. That's why you hear people shouting Fidel in the movie. Hmm. Uh, and it included the Argentine revolutionary Che Guevara. Then in 1958, we see this in the film, President Batista stepped down on December 31st of that year. Wow. Now, I don't think it was the same time. I think they were sort of conflating the Havana conference that Mm. actually happened years before with this stepping down. Or maybe there were conferences all the time. I don't know. (laughs) Um, And then to put that sort of in some American context, because I couldn't quite remember what America's vibe was with Cuba in that era. The embargo was not imposed until February of 1962. So four years after or a little over three years after the president stepped down, JFK imposed the embargo on trade between the U.S. and Cuba. Now on to the Valachi slash McClellan hearings. Oh. Do you know about this? I don't. Okay. But I just figured out it's probably about mob people being oh boy. pulled out. No. Okay. No, yeah, you're, you got it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Arkansas Senator John McClellan's congressional, that's a hard name, John McClellan's Congressional Committee on Organized Crime led these hearings, and in October of 1963, Joseph Valachi, who was a low-ranking member of the New York-based Genovese crime family, agreed to take the stand and inform the McClellan Committee on the National Crime Syndicate La Cosa Nostra, a.k.a. the Mafia. Mm-hmm. This was big time. This was big news because Valachi was the first member of the Italian-American Mafia to publicly acknowledge its existence. Oh, wow. Up until then, the federal authorities had no concrete evidence that the American mafia even existed. Which I was like, honestly, impressive. Yeah. How did they remember anything if you can't write anything down? I actually don't know. <laughs> like, how do you stay organized if you can't leave any trail? Wow. Huh? That is incredibly impressive. And it was famously organized crime. They didn't write anything down? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> But if they did, if the feds didn't find it, then they were really good at hiding. Uh-huh. It's probably all written in Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Every time the American feds got there, they're like, ah, nuts. Rats. <laughs> Foiled again. Oh, if only. I hope it says nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the reason that Valachi decided to testify was because he had been arrested on, I think, like a heroin possession charge and had received the kiss of death from Don Genovese. So he basically said, fuck it. Mm. It's either I'm going to get murdered uh-huh. by my crime family or I'll go to jail. So I guess I'll go to jail and testify. Uh, okay. The hearings were televised, which is to say the American public started to learn about the mafia in the U.S., and Valachi detailed during the hearings his day-to-day life in the mafia, the organizational structure of the mafia, and the names of the New York City Five families, both the original and the contemporary bosses of those five families. Wow, wow, wow. So this wow. was like big, big stuff. It's basically what would have happened in the film if the guy hadn't been like, never mind. <laughs> The Valachi Papers. In 1964, the DOJ, Department of Justice, urged Valachi to write out details, filling in the testimonial gaps. He ended up writing 
1,180 pages in a manuscript titled The Real Thing, which was accounting his 30-year career in, in crime. And I think it's, I mean, like, this is a very cool story, but what a dumb title. That's the whole thing. <laughs> oh. And finally, the aftermath of the Valachi McClellan hearings. JFK was assassinated one month after these hearings happened in 1963. And that kind of took the wind out of Robert Kennedy's war on the mafia because he had been orchestrating all of this and Mm -hmm. really powering through it. But then obviously the nation really turned to focus on the JFK assassination. But ultimately, Congress passed two new laws strengthening federal racketeering and gambling statutes. So these hearings did end up leading to some change. Uh, finito. Ooh. <laughs> That's the end of my historical context for The Godfather Part 2. Bravo! Bravissima! Thank you. So there was a lot in this movie that actually was very rooted in, much like the first one, history. Yes. Welcome, everybody. Uh, now we will move on to phone notes, where we, of course, discuss the film. <laughs> one benefit to this movie, I'll say, mm-hmm. versus the first one, they killed off so many of their yeah. incredibly large team last time, mm-hmm. that this movie kind of had a normal number of characters. I was still very confused. I did not know who was who. I had no idea what was going on hey, at any time. Trust me, I didn't understand a thing. <laughs> but at least because Michael was just being emo and solitary, it yeah. was mostly just Michael. Here's what I'm going to try to do. Okay. You gave us this last time. Sort of a family tree mm-hmm. of the guy. Go- I'm going to try it. <laughs> Now, okay. and I wrote none of this down, so okay. this is all from no loose memory, and I did fall asleep in the middle of the movie. Michael Corleone, yes. played by Al Pacino, small man, angry, very angry. Mm-hmm. He is the godfather in this film. He owns a lot of land in Lake Tahoe, Nevada. Yes. His wife is Kay. Michael's older brother, Fredo. He has sort of very dumb, evil Ringo vibes. Tom, the consigliere, is not technically related, but they all consider Tom a brother. The sister Connie, who we saw in the first film, is now dating somebody else and really wants to go on a cruise. Their mom. Mama. Name is (laughs) Mama. And then the godfather's dad, which is to say Don Vito Corleone, played by a very hot Robert De Niro. Whoa, baby. That was out of control. <laughs> you put a man in period costume and warm lighting? Are you kidding me? There was no hope. <laughs> I was gone. I didn't focus on a single plot element of that storyline. I said, wow, he looks amazing. He plays who Brando played in the first film, Vito Corleone, the titular godfather. There is a mob boss in New York and there's a mob boss in Sicily, and both of them have caused him some troubles. And that's oh, yeah. who we see him go up against. Nice. And that is my attempt at a family tree of The Godfather Part 2. Yes. Thank you. A lot of this movie's in Italian, by the way. So much of it, which was very annoying because, not because I am anti-Italian, but because... <laughs> Canceled! No! <laughs> because I was looking away as much as possible when it was violent, but a lot of the times there also were subtitles on the screen. So I had to look to understand what they were saying, but I didn't want to look because everybody was getting shot in the face. Question for you. We know that this film has a whole thing with the oranges. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy that? Because Just as like a heads up? Yeah. Marker? Yeah. Yeah. For, that's kind of signaling to their audience, you know? Yeah. Close your eyes. Hey. <laughs> Everybody duck. <laughs> this is what it reminds me of. That 
period of history mm-hmm. in the, I don't know, late aughts when everybody was very into 3D glasses and film. Yes. And if you had a DVD at home that was 3D, there was a little icon that said, put on your 3D glasses now. <laughs> That is exactly it. And the oranges were doing that same thing, but they were saying, Liana, look away from the screen now. And I said, thank you. Put the on. only problem was I didn't know when to look back. That, see, that's nice. I was glad to think that maybe you were out there enjoying that part yeah. of it or appreciating that. I also, that. am I wrong? Was this movie less violent than the first one? I, you know what? I can't speak to if it was more violent or not. I can't really recall, but I did notice a hell of a lot more oranges in this one. <laughs> There was so many. I found it very dumb to an there extent. There was a fruit stand in every single flashback to De Niro's timeline. I, I don't know how they decided, what Coppola decided like was enough violence to, to mm. constitute the orange usage. But it had to be <laughs> yeah. just a little bit at any time because they were really throwing them around. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> and they'd be like eating them just obnoxiously, you know, or or the guy comes up, he's like, this is an orange from Miami. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. Getting a little you. sloppy with this yeah. mechanism. What was the, the budget for oranges on this film? Must have been astronomical. God damn it. I got to write a line that inserts an orange I know. clumsily into the scene. <laughs> I forgot that he's going to stub his toe later. Damn it. Oh, no. Is that an orange near you? We'll be right back. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. 
I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Liana says, my feud with Francis Ford Coppola continues. Continues. It goes. It rages on strong. Come at me, Francis. Just today he was shitting on Marvel films because he was like, movies these days are all so similar. And I was like, every movie you make is about men hitting other men with a bat. (laughs) Every single movie (laughs) that you make. Three out of the three Francis Ford Coppola films we have watched have included a man hitting a man with a bat. At best. <laughs> Liana, you said early on, sing to me, Paolo. Don Vito Corleone's brother is called Paolo, who's the boy who gets shot by a sniper? I don't know, in the beginning, in the Italian funeral scene. Yes, after they have informed us immediately on... It starts with on-screen reading in the So film. much. They say that Vito's brother, quote, disappeared into the hills. Which you've written, big mood. <laughs> That was hilarious. I would love to disappear into the hills. But he apparently doesn't disappear that well. At all. He was right there and got fully shot. I, I got very confused by that. I, I was know. like, I thought he was gone. But his name is Paolo. And I was reminded of the Lizzie McGuire movie. <gasps> Sing to me, Paolo. <laughs> <laughs> There's sort of a Bridgerton vibes for baby Vito that they gloss over, which is that he can't really speak. Yeah. <laughs> As a child, they gloss completely over like, it. Yeah, he can't talk. I couldn't tell if that was his mom trying to protect him mm. from getting murdered mm. just by being like, he literally can't talk, so he'll never talk about you. Oh. But maybe also he actually did have a speech impediment. I don't know. He, at least they tell us he can't talk, and then he goes to Ellis Island and is quarantined for smallpox, and yep. he sings. So he hasn't said a word. He sings? But he sings. When does he sing? It is glossed over that apparently in the origin story of (laughs) the godfather, Uh Don Vito Corleone, Uh he cannot speak as a child. He can only Only communicate through singing. Oh, a musical boy. A musical boy. That's very lame is. And he sings? Yeah, he starts singing something. Are you sure that wasn't just the soundtrack? (laughs) (laughs) Now, he sang and it was beautiful. It sounded sort of like... And I thought, what gorgeous pipes on this young boy. It was boy. composed by a little boy singing from the heart. <laughs> Which we're joking about, but there were little boys singing. What? Oh my God, there were in Lake Tahoe. They looked miserable. I was so I, confused that they were suddenly in the West. Also, Francis Ford Coppola, like every movie's the same. Bruh, both of your films have started out with a very sweaty gathering out of doors <laughs> yeah. and ended with the main character killing all of his enemies. That's the same film. Can we both agree this was better than the first one? A better yes, experience? I'm curious what you think made it better. Okay, let's see. Because they killed all the men last <laughs> time, <laughs> when it started, they had to have more they women. They had speak. to have more women <laughs> than ever had. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, God. Oh, shoot. We killed... Literally all of the men. What do we do? I guess um, a woman? No, it can't be done. Oh. (laughs) I really liked the flashbacks, too. I liked the period piece portion. (sighs) And Robert De Niro looked so good in the year 1917. Are you kidding? They put the text on the screen that said 1917, and I yelled in my home. (gasps) 
It's my year. It is your year. I know. Oh, I was so happy. That's so for great. the rest of that, I was like, all of this is happening during 1917. That's so nice. <laughs> God, he was so hot. Did you think he was hot? Yeah, he was very he hot. He was crazy. His skin was G- glowing. Incredible. Drop the routine, De Niro. What? What did you do to your skin? What salves, what balms were involved? Uh, I, like The amount of maybe olive oil he was ingesting. <laughs> he was also in a sort of a mixture. I, I would describe it as a, a, a combination between like a puffy shirt and long johns. And it really did it for me. Ooh. You know when a pirate is in a puffy shirt and you're like, oh boy. I know when you're like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then Al was hot. I don't know why. Al Pacino? For some reason, I was like, I think, I do think it's because he was more haunted in this film. I was certainly attracted to Al Pacino. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I see. So what you mean. He was so much more haunted in this one. He was very composed also. (laughs) So much of his blocking was just him holding. (laughs) Literally, most of of the film is Al Pacino sitting in a chair thinking. Just looking upset, like, oh, God, I can't trust this anybody. This is where, and this is a hot take. People are like, this is some of the greatest acting in all film. And mm-hmm. I was like, he's just sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> there were moments in this one where I was like, that was dumb. Yeah. Mainly? Mainly. The time they go to Cuba, his brother Fredo mm-hmm. knows Johnny, this mm-hmm. guy Johnny. Johnny Ola. Ola Johnny yeah. Ola. Johnny Ola. Who uh, works um, for the other guy, I yeah. guess? Johnny Ola, he's somehow, Fredo doesn't want Michael to know that they're connected. Yeah. Like he's doing this behind Michael's back. Uh-huh. Johnny, Michael, and Fredo are all at a table. Johnny introduces himself and is like, oh yeah, Fredo, we don't know each other. And Fredo's like, um, yeah, Mike, right, we've never met. I don't know him. <laughs> a scene very soon after that, I think the next time that we see Fredo and Michael together, they go to one of the strange theatrical spectacles that exist in this film for some reason. This is how I would describe this theatrical event. The boys gather to look at the peen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like some weird... A uh, bunch of men gather in a semicircle to look at a man's penis. Old-timey porn belly dancing experience. Very unclear. <laughs> very, very strange. Well, but, while all the boys are looking at yes. the schlong. This is the midpoint of the film, by the way. Like, turning point, midpoint of this movie is Fredo has just told Michael <laughs> that he does not know Johnny. And know. then they go. They look at a big Huge pee. penis. Fredo promptly forgets that Michael's there. <laughs> Some guy asks him. How'd you find out about this place? How'd you find out about it? And he goes, Johnny, Johnny told me. me. Johnny took me here. Oh Johnny took me here in the past. The enormous penis was like a truth serum. Literally. He saw it and he went, oh, oh, I must... It was so stupid. What Fredo kind of was plot an idiot. device is that? I think it was just to show that Fredo was stupid oh. and bad at crime. Okay. I think. No, you're, you're right. Then Michael's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, yeah. She's also like, Michael, you didn't pick up on this before, buddy. Uh, I loved it. Ugh. And then he does the thing in that party scene with the confetti where he grabs Fredo's neck and he says, I know it was you. <laughs> You broke my heart. You broke my heart. You broke my heart. Which is said in every male film mm-hmm. <laughs> between the years 1900 <laughs> and 2018. <laughs> Which is to say every film. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I thought of you from our Raging Bull episode. I thought of that as well. 
You break my heart. You Robert De Niro will only be in a film no, where a man. heartbreak is mentioned loudly. <laughs> okay. Leon, you said, how does Kay look worse than in the last film? <laughs> she did. Her hair. It's her hair. I figured it out. It's her hair. In uh. the last film, it was a bit flouncy it had some lift to it i think maybe to demonstrate that she still had hope Mm -hmm. (laughs) in this one it was like a long bowl cut the reason i thought that Kay would be in this more Mm. is because i thought i was informed by people that this is her big well film and she has the she has the one scene (laughs) but it is highly possible that i heard this from dudes i know who told me don't worry, Kay will have a big part in the second movie. Mm -hmm. Which is to say, she gets an abortion and gets slapped. (laughs) And that's her big monologue scene. Uh, She gets punched for it. Oh my god. And I I would completely believe if people have told me, like, don't worry, she's so great in the next one. Oh, she's gonna have her moment. It's huge. Oh my god. It is such a juicy role for her. She gets to get punched. (laughs) (laughs) Very dumb. Sienna, <laughs> you wrote, this assassin knew that at some point on New Year's Eve, every nurse is required to party. <laughs> Another interesting writing moment <laughs> is that... So dumb. It's so stupid. <laughs> so when they're still in Cuba, Michael figures out after the, the penis happens... Oh, man. And Fredo I can't believe beans. the penis is the midpoint of the film. Oh, my God. <laughs> Imagine if we were watching that scene and Fredo was like, yeah, they call this the Godfather. <laughs> Intermission. <laughs> Listeners, the actual, they say they call him the Superman. Oh, because he has a big dude. I don't remember that. <laughs> Check out that Don. But they're trying to do a murder mm-hmm. because the shirtless old man is dying and has <laughs> been. He was shirtless for oh, a yeah. long scene. <laughs> The shirtless old man. Shirtless old Roth. man. Roth. Yeah. Roth IRA is passing away <laughs> and <laughs> needs to get murdered. <laughs> so, yeah. An assassin goes and kills one of the guys who needs to get taken out and then <laughs> goes. Oh, Johnny Ola. Johnny Ola. <laughs> they say adios to Johnny Ola. Do you know any Spanish? <laughs> Ola. Roth IRA mm-hmm. is about to get pillowed. Pillowed. They, this, the softest way to die this of all of these movie deaths. That, that is true. Yeah. That is an undeniable statement. <laughs> <laughs> this assassin comes in to try to smother Roth. Mm-hmm. There are too many nurses in there. And the assassin's like, damn. <laughs> ah, shucks. Shucks. How am I going to kill him when there are people? So then he just waits there while a party's going on. Wow. For I don't know how long. But. Some nurse friends come find the nurse who's taking care of Roth. Mm-hmm. And they're like, come on, girl. Girl. It's, it's New Year. It's one second. What's the worst that's going to happen? <laughs> this is going to be our year. <laughs> do, do, a, do a champagne flute with us. Yes, girly. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the one second that she leaves, he's like, great. Time <laughs> to do it. I knew this would happen. Yeah, what? Lucky, I guess. Okay, you said, Fredo's trying to disappear into the mountains. And then you've said, here comes the catch Fredo level? Is that a gamer girl okay. thing? I actually, after that, thought about, I thought about trying to 
turn this movie into video game levels in my head. Yeah. I didn't do it. Oh. <laughs> but this was inspiring to me was I was like, this film should be a video game, not a movie. That actually would be fun. Wouldn't it be? Okay. Let's, 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 let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, okay. So obviously there's a catch Fredo level where yes. Fredo has disappeared in Cuba on New Year's. There's like, a here catch, we go. There's a catch Paolo level at the, at the beginning, mm-hmm. which they do immediately. <laughs> it's very quick. Very short. Very short level. There's a, um, you know, garage band where yeah. you have to hit the right notes. Yes. When the boy, Don Corleone, when Vito <laughs> is singing on Ellis Island. <laughs> That's so funny. Fishing, a fishing game with little yeah. Anthony and Fredo oh, at the end. You're so good on the at this. lake. Well, but then you know, didn't. Mm. Well, yeah. Don't take Anthony out on the lake with you, and you're taking Fredo to shoot him in the face. <laughs> no fishing does occur. Uh, what would be mm. one from the past for one. Kay? Oh, maybe there'd be sort of like a Frogger. <laughs> you didn't understand anything I just said. <laughs> you could say that the entire mafia dodges the car of the government when Frank refuses to acknowledge their existence during his testimony, and right. that is the Frogger. <laughs> I really think, actually, Frogger could be very relevant for a lot of this film. <laughs> yeah. For a lot of mafia A movies. lot of dodging. Dance, dance, revolution. <gasps> oh, yeah. Which part would that be? It's the baby crying on the floor in De Niro's apartment <laughs> after they steal the rug. <laughs> See, like, what I really love about this is, like, the scene setup is exactly the same. And that is making this very funny. He, he sets that baby down and then it's like, boom, you got to dance. Some Cascada song starts playing. Dancing, <laughs> oh, my God. Dancing on the new stolen carpet, which represents yeah. his life into crime. <laughs> That is gorgeous. You are really good at this. Thanks. <laughs> if anybody else has any other ideas. If uh, anyone knows how to monetize this skill yeah. that we've just discovered. Anybody can also know how to develop a video mm-hmm. game. You know, we can make this happen. Toss popcorn the video game. Well, I, I do want to say you say here, and I don't know what this is about exactly, mm-hmm. but you said, what was this jump scare <gasps> mustache guy? I'm so glad you brought this up. I don't know what was happening during this. I think, okay, <clears throat> this is... <laughs> De Niro has started doing crime, I guess, and is mm-hmm. like starting to help people around the town. And he is driving a car down an alley and a man from beside him, from behind him, pops up and goes like this. Eh. It was terrifying. This film is so many growling men. <laughs> Here is something that I wonder and wish is a scene that they had included in either of these films is a scene in which... We are seeing the men mm-hmm. choreograph the murder because all of these murders were very choreographed. There was a lot of planning that went into them. Uh-huh. And I want to see a scene of the meeting where all the murder boys are gathered around and are like, okay, so you will come from stage left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they are very intricately moving murders. That is a great point. They like, bounce in, bounce out. The Godfather, the musical. Oh, mm. The Godfather, the video game, the musical. <gasps> Disney Plus, here we go. <laughs> We're taking a break. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Okay, listeners. Yes. Next, we have for you our badges and tragedies where we give badges for things that were trustworthy allies mm. and tragedies for things that had to get whacked. <laughs> I have a badge for more nature in this film than the last one. Oh, I love that. And I said, thank you. Oh, my first badge is better than the first movie. Hey. Altogether, just slower. I liked the period piece part of it. Oh. That was probably the main Ooh. best part. Not terrible. I have a badge for Lake Tahoe, Nevada, 1958. Mm. Oh, I said thank you aloud. I was so grateful. For the date? To be told the date and the location. That, I think, is my love language. <laughs> I have a badge for Italy. I just, I love seeing Italy. <laughs> Siena Maria. Siena Maria. I love seeing Italy. I love seeing Italian culture. I love seeing all that stuff. So that's always a bit of a treat in these movies. At least they have that. Mm -hmm. They deliver in the Italian department. True. I have a badge for these green valet jackets. Oh. Which I think we're at the hotel in Cuba. I think the valet were wearing these vibrant green jackets. And I was reminded of every outfit I wear on St. Patrick's Day every year. Oh. Coming up. I have a badge for his son, Anthony, has a the cutest little... Okay, Liana is frowning deeply. <laughs> Has the cutest little baby New York accent. Oh, or he speaks in the film? 
Like one time. Oh. Right before Michael leaves, he's like, hey, I'm going to have to, tomorrow I'm leaving. And his son's like, I can come with you. <laughs> Casting was like, needed, authentic New York child. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like the picture I drew? <laughs> Papa. So cute. Father. I have a badge for on fire garbage can. <laughs> What was that? This was in the Frogger Street with all the orange carts. Oh. And there was like three different garbage cans that were on fire. <laughs> oh, I have a badge for Catholic imagery. No, uh, was I'm, there a lot? There was so much. Really? They had like a Jesus parade. What? Yeah. And they had the Eucharist and they had the, what? I mean, there's just always so much of it in these, but. Wow. I have a badge for this guy stress opening a door. This is the landlord who's been intimidated by oh, De Niro and yes. he's trying to leave and he just can't open the door. And that to me, peak comedy. Really? It's like, oh, yeah. I wish I could stay long. Oh, you got, oh, oh my God, this fucking door. I want it open. I gotta get out. <laughs> I just don't understand that. That's every stress dream I have. Okay. I have a badge for siblings making up after a really bad fight. So sweet. I thought he would never forgive Fredo. And spoiler alert. Yes, we'll get to my tragedies later. But. (laughs) (laughs) Liana, you did mention and write that there was a very good hug at that time. Good hug. And yes, same thing. Really good hug. I do. I love forgiveness so much. And I love a hug. (laughs) Just a hug where everybody's gripping tightly. Damn. I have a badge for the husky voice guy. Oh, Frank, Frankie, the guy who dies in a bathtub. Oh, is that right? Yeah, his lawyer, not him dying. I have a badge for his lawyer looking absolutely flabbergasted at him when he's like, I don't know anything about the mafia. The way that the lawyer looks at him is like, what are you doing? (laughs) That lawyer energy I experience every goddamn day of my life. And I... Was so happy to see myself represented on screen. <laughs> I have a badge for a lot of extras. Happy for the extras. <laughs> <laughs> this film is good for the economy. I just, this is what their movies. I'm like, one thing you got to give the Godfather films, a lot of extras. <laughs> the streets are full. There's people. Um, I have a badge for ending with a surprise party. They do end with a surprise party. Uh-huh. Weird looking cake, too. All right, we are not focusing on the thing I thought maybe we are. <gasps> oh, <over> right. <laughs> oh, yeah, because actually this last week, Liana threw me a surprise party for my birthday. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. The deadness in the eyes was... What was it all for? <laughs> oh, sorry, was that... Who? Oh. Why do you like that? Oh, I forgot. Oh, I have a badge that could have been a trage for some people. (laughs) For me, it's a badge. Oh. Which is the way that Michael ate an orange in that one scene where the peel was still on and he was kind of like. down. Crazy. I've never seen it eaten that way. No. But I can't pretend that that isn't what I aim for in my whole life. (laughs) I eat the skin of kiwis. No. And I love to share it. My final badge. Mm -hmm. Right before this, I wrote, fuck you, Francis. And then I said, you know what? A badge for this font, though. Which font? It's a good font. Throughout the film. But all of it? The uh, Godfather font, the credits font. Mm, it's pointy. The subtitle font? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> Just the Godfather oh. font. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, I, I like the font too. Uh-huh. Dredges? Oh my God. <laughs> I'll start. Yeah. I did that badge for 
siblings making up. I would also like to give a trage for killing your sibling later, despite <laughs> forgiving them after a really bad fight. <laughs> At least he was, what, absolved yeah. by the time he went to heaven? I guess so. I just, what is it that you're wondering? I'm not sure how Catholic dying works. Who else would Do you have, have to heaven? be forgiven for your sins? Oh, okay. I have a trage for, I can't control her. This is Fredo talking about the woman that he was with at the communion party, and she was really drunk and oh, dancing. God. And he was like, I can't control her. And everybody was like, you got to control the woman. The woman who's with, aka his wife. Okay. That was his full wife. Full wife? Yeah. Not half wife? <laughs> I have a tried for Frankie P. The one. Gosh, what was his last name? It's just hard to say. Panta something. Pentagielli? Close enough. He just, he made me so sad. Oh. He was tragic to me. You could just tell he was going to, something bad was going to happen the whole time. And they yeah. just sort of strung that along and he kept making bad choices. And I guess he ended up, it ended up okay for him. Like he took, he did the He died in honorable. a bathtub. I have a tragedy for so much prejudice. This was Frankie in the beginning yeah. scene when he was like drunk and just spewing slurs yeah. right and left. I was like, whoa. Yes. Same with the blonde man. Their one very white companion. Who ended up... The senator? The senator. Ah. Uh, the senator who... Mm -hmm. I don't want to steal a trage of yours. Uh, but I'll cut right to it. Okay. A trage for killing a sex worker. And also, just the way that women get used in films makes me sick. Because almost every woman in this movie, well, all of them serve to further the storylines of men. But to literally use a woman as just a body in a scene that was murdered mm. to intimidate a yes. man... Completely. Awful. Awful. A light trage to end on for me is uh, a trage for when they have the boys' first communion. It's at one of these churches. This is very, I'm not, this isn't making, this isn't persecution. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> this isn't persecution. No, this is, this is inter-Catholic uh, persecution right now. Because when he has his first communion, it was the kind of ceremony where they have like one of those Eucharist shovels underneath. And then they set the actual. The chip. The cracker? Yeah. The wafer. The, the wafer, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the body of Christ. <laughs> yeah, the, the dried Christ's bread. body. The dehydrated piece and of flour. They said it in his mouth, and from experience, that was always extremely stressful. I only did it a couple times at a couple of weird churches when we were traveling. Not weird. At a couple of <laughs> churches when we were traveling. Weird churches. But as a child, it stressed me out so much. How do you normally get the wafer into your mouth? You hold your hands out, your little palms, and then they set it in your hand, and then you take it and put it in your own mouth. Oh, I think the the couple times I've done the Eucharist, they put that cracker right in my mouth. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're cool with it. Sorry, I just heard that sentence back. I have a trage. This was gross. This was the grossest part of the film. What? Michael says to Diane Keaton, how's the baby? Diane says, Sleeping inside me. <laughs> First of all, you don't know that. You don't know that biological. What are you? What are you? Ultrasounding for sleep patterns? You don't know that. Second of all, he follows it up with, "Does it feel like a boy?" <laughs> God, <laughs> all of that was worse than when De Niro dragged a knife through an old man's tummy. Oh my God! Oh yeah, I hated that. That was shocking. I have a trad for the women having nothing to do but stand and watch their husbands exclaim. I have a trage for men not talking to their wives about their feelings. Ugh. De Niro gets home and his wife is like, what's wrong? And he's like, Ugh. And Michael gets home, sees his wife sewing, and walks away. Oh, my God. <laughs> Being gone for months. 
Tried for one man telling another man that a woman had a miscarriage. Meanwhile, the woman is neither seen nor heard from. Mm -hmm. Until later, Diane has to announce, I had an abortion, Michael, because you suck. Tried for saying, quote, the great Christopher Columbus. (laughs) No. Tried for calling an abortion, quote, unholy and illegal. I was like, oh, because that was a roller coaster of a, of a monologue. <laughs> Kay was like, I had an abortion. And I was like, yes, girl. Yeah. And then she was like, I am filthy. And I was like, no, girl, <laughs> no. <laughs> My final trage is for the mom dying. The mom always I dies. Know. Also, did we know she was sick? That came out of nowhere. Just, <laughs> just needed to move on to the Fredo situation. Like, I guess she's just dead. Jesus. She seemed in great health. <laughs> I know. I do have an extra badge for there were multiple dogs in this film. Oh? There were dogs. Disgust. I do think they were working for the police, so unfortunately they get A-cabbed. But then also there were, <laughs> includes Paw Patrol, mm-hmm. there, <laughs> there was a dog somewhere in Italy just you know, living his life. And I loved it. And now, everyone, we must move on to our... Very helpful segment, because this film will get thrown at you. How to pretend you've seen this film. This is for you are at a retreat on Lake Tahoe, mm-hmm. a company retreat mm-hmm. on Lake Tahoe. For your olive oil company. For your, th- for your olive oil company. <laughs> and Frankie is coming up to you mm-hmm. and he's saying, oh my God, you know, I, I was just thinking about that gazebo out there because it reminds me of the bandstand where all the boys sing. <laughs> In this movie. The Godfather Part 2. Have you seen it? And to stop Frankie from going, <laughs> and other unpleasant sounds into your ears for longer than that, here are some things that you can say to pretend that you've seen The Godfather Part 2. Mm. In a way, Frankie, I think that the prequel and sequel happening at the same time Demonstrate the rise and fall of the mafia in the United States, and particularly the Corleone family. Frankie, I really think you could do a reading of The Godfather Part Two, in which Robert De Niro eliminating the dons of both New York City and Sicily is really a social justice initiative. <gasps> Ooh. Hey, Frankie. Hey. Shh. Uh, <laughs> there is a part of that movie that I saw where they are cutting up a birthday cake Mm. in Cuba. Mm -hmm. I actually interpreted this as sort of symbolism for the way that the mob bosses at this conference broke up Cuba amongst themselves. Oh my God, Frankie. Hello. Yes, I'm going to quote the film at you, and I really want you to listen to it. This is my favorite quote from the film The Godfather Part 2. Frankie. At this moment, I feel no love for you at all. All right, next we can move on to a segment called Should You Watch This Or? In which we tell you if you should watch this film or if we can save you time. Please. This movie was so long. So long. Farewell. A view to say adieu to this film because I would say no. No, 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 no. If you want... To view a film Mm -hmm. in which the sequel is better than the original. Oh. You must watch Paddington 2. Oh. My heart. (laughs) You broke my heart. I know it was you, Paddington. That's my recommendation. 
That's incredible. Sienna, how about you? The viewing experience that I will enjoy from the Godfather movies is that I do like looking at Italy. (laughs) My father is, you may not know my name is Sienna because my dad is obsessed with Italy. (laughs) Part of the reason he loves my mom. (laughs) Mexican-Italian. But uh, (laughs) my dad has hacked life in this sense, which is that he will watch live streams of Italian cities like waking up in the morning. <gasps> that sounds nice. And it's so nice. He'll just, like put them on when he's working. And Aww. and there's cities, you can do this for places all over the world, but they have like some sort of live camps and uh, he'll just watch them like setting up the market and things and just I love be that. an Italian. Be an Italian. Starting their day. And this that's maybe the proper way to do that. Yeah. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, because you don't need to watch this film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Liana, how mm. would you how would you rate this? I'm gonna give this movie because I did like it more than the first one. Mm-hmm. I will say I don't remember what I rated the first mm-hmm. one, Nor but it doesn't I. matter. I'm gonna give The Godfather Part Two to Dance Dance Revolution Babies <laughs> out of five. And I would give it two because one, I flip and love nature. Oh my goodness. Mm. I, I throw ass for nature every day. And I am so grateful that we got to see some of it in this movie. And also I appreciated seeing more depth to the characters rather than just, well, I guess we didn't really see this. It, 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 it was implied that Al Pacino had more emotions in this mm-hmm. one than the first one. You didn't really see it, but <laughs> he mostly sat down and his hand was on his chin, but I appreciated that they were delving into more of the backstory rather than the let's strangle everybody in a car story. Yeah. Ah. Sienna, what would you rate The Godfather Part Dose? I, you made me think when you said backstory. I think I'm going to give this two separate ratings, which is I really liked the period piece part. Yeah. So much. So hot. Um, and it was just like fun to see The Godfather. You already knew, you know, like you see baby Sonny and see, oh, yeah. you know, him kind of getting to to protect it starts with protecting the italians and things like that was all very interesting yeah so that film (laughs) (laughs) i would have given a like three and a half Mm. out of five uh growling men (laughs) (laughs) however the film itself (laughs) i i i did also like it more than the first one i don't remember what my rating was so i'm imagining that this one is higher pretend Mm. it is Mm -hmm. Uh, but the ending was so disappointing for me. I really didn't like yeah. the ending. Like the killing of the people felt really gruesome and sudden and like not exciting like the first movie. What happened at the end? He kills a bunch of people again. He kills Fredo. Oh God, you know what? I'm I'm dinking mine down to a 1.5. <gasps> I literally forgot what the end was. <laughs> and then like the Cuba parts were, some of it was interesting. Some of it was really boring. And some of the writing was really weird. <laughs> uh-huh. And for that reason, I would give the film as a whole... A 1.2. Wow. Froggers out of five. <gasps> Ribbit. Yeah. <laughs> to keep the video game uh, thing going. I wonder why my rating is higher than yours this week. I guess it just didn't um, scar me like the first one did. Mm-hmm. And I think I've forgotten all but the highlights of like nature and a dog. Totally. And uh, there were some, there was a hot energy in this film that did not yes. exist in the first one. No, I loved that. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm actually more poised to like the Godfather movies, which is I was more disappointed in it. Oh. Uh, I was oddly excited to watch this movie. I remember that. Yeah. Entrestong. Entrestong. 
Wow. Well, we did it. Yay! Go save our review section, please, by rating us five stars, because, boy, some people are going to have some opinions. Part two. Oh, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. This has been Tossed Popcorn's episode on... The Godfather Part Two. Daddy Issues the Movie Murder. Murder movie. Hang on. Video game. <laughs> Follow us on social media. You know where we are. At Tossed Popcorn. Everywhere that you want to find us. We have merch in our bio, just to remind you. Oh. And... Join us next week when we will be watching One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Birds in Cinema. Okay, everyone, we'll see you on that one. Thank you. We We love love you. you. Bye. You're breaking my heart. You can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week on Tossed Popcorn. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app. We are taking an ad break. The little boy. I'm gonna be the godfather. The boy on Ellis Island sensed that in 120 years, two women would be doing a podcast. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.